Welcome. This is your TLA podcast on the masks we wear. I'm Beth Turner, your host, and my guest today is Lynn Ford, and she joins us from Ohio. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Beth. So glad that you are here. Um, I want people to know a little bit you know, more about you, though, before we get into the masks we wear at this time. So that Lynn is a TLA instructor. She is also a power of words speaker. Power of words is the conference. You know, it is held. It draws national and international attention every year. She is also an author many times over. Lynn is a fourth generation storyteller. And we are also hearing that she is absolutely a phenomenal cook. So I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't know about phenomenal, but thank you. <laughs> hey, I know you did not call yourself phenomenal. It just says good. It just says good. But, you know, I'm thinking that it would have to be, you know, have to be really good in, in many other ways besides what we're cooking up. And one of those things that we're brewing right now is talking about the masks that we wear um, probably all of the time, but maybe a little bit more ramped up right now in the middle of a pandemic and a quarantine. So masks kind of, you know, clear that up. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about um, how masks can encourage communication, but can also cut off communication. And right now when we're going outside, and going into whatever necessary places we we must visit, we're wearing masks and people can't necessarily see enough of our face to know what emotion we're sharing or communicating. Uh, and those masks also can muffle the sound when we're trying to talk to people. So we're talking both about the masks that we may wear to share or hide our emotions and the masks that are covering up some of our communication and the um how do you navigate that because it was interesting i had listened to something else just yesterday that voice is really important you know right now either some voices are getting muted because you know they're just or some even polluted because they're just not used really necessarily for good you're you're speaking out of a, a wound and a hurt and an anger so if it's not the voice because of the mask, how else do you communicate? What else are we to do? Our body language shares a great deal. When we're leaning away from someone, uh, it's almost like we're putting up a shield to protect ourselves. When we lean forward a little bit, even though we have to be six feet apart, it shows that we're interested in the other person. And we do want to share time and space with that person. The eyes, uh, be, when we have that mask on from the nose down, the eyes need to communicate a great deal. Uh, when you're smiling, the sides of your eyes naturally crinkle up, and that's a clue to someone else that you are smiling. When we our eyebrows knit together, it can let someone know that we're angry, perhaps, or frustrated. So we need to be aware of what we're communicating with our eyes. As far as our voices, there are some people who tend to mutter these days no matter what. And when you put a mask over top of that, it's practically impossible to understand what they're saying. So we need to elevate our voices to project a little bit more, to uh, let the intonation and inflections of our voice share whatever emotion we're trying to communicate. 
when we talk in a monotone, the other person gets bored anyway and kind of stops listening. And we want to encourage listening and really hearing to one another. So your body language, your uh, the expression from your eyes and your vocal inflection make a great deal of difference right now, even more than they had before we started wearing those medical masks. And how do you think, is this going to impact, um, you know, communication going forward? Just, uh, there's some work that I do and there. The number one thing, uh, the two biggest hiring characteristics or traits that people are looking for, although maybe not at the moment, but and it will resume, would be empathy and communication. Do you the things you mentioned about really paying, paying attention to body language, um, you know, eyes and all of the subtle cues. Do you think that this is really going to change how we communicate going forward? I think for a while it'll make a big difference. And then, uh, unfortunately, we may get back into old habits. I've noticed when I'm outside, um, people wearing their masks are also using them kind of as a shield I'm one of those people that walks past people smiling and saying hi to everyone. And I've noticed that people, uh, their heads are down, their eyes are down. They've got that mask covering their face. I know that when I say hi, they're probably not going to say something back and they don't. So it isn't making a difference for some people. I think it's bringing it to a, a an even darker level. But for others, hopefully this will be a way to realize hey, I can communicate more uh, with my face, uh, with my eyes, and um, I, or I need to work on my skills of communication for my work, for my business, uh, for my relationships. So I think it's going to make some difference. I'm just hoping that it stays on the most positive side of making a difference and that it's continued. Just, you know, it is interesting what you mentioned. Any more thoughts on that about using the mask to hide? I mean, here's a literal mask now. And if I had to say, if there was a mask that I can sometimes wear, that's like, oh, I can help with that, which is like, oh, I can fix that, which mm. can be really exhausting. So yes. I guess, so two, you know, kind of a two-folded question, you know, masks that people are wearing other than the literal one. And then how do you, you know, how do you work with the fact that the mask can really be a hiding place then because you probably don't want to hide out there forever? I've, I'm hoping that as our weather gets a little bit better now that it's spring, hopefully going into summer, that people feel a little bit lighter. We're still kind of cooped up. And when we're running or walking, we're doing that pretty much alone or only with one person that we've been living with. So, you know, we know we're okay together. Um, I think to get past some of that, we do need to be able to socialize more. And I don't know when that's going to happen. So we have to uh, try other ways of socializing. Um, my granddaughter learns the dances on TikTok, whatever that is. And she and her friends TikTok on Zoom in, in a way um, or some other uh, format. And so they're, they're, they're doing more than just talking. They're dancing together. That's another form of communication. So I think we need to find other ways to uh, communicate our joy 
and not hide um, in fear from from this world that we're in right now. No, some good, uh, yeah, in, in TikTok, that's a different generation than you and me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, any, and how about other thoughts about, um, you know, about the masks? You know, people can read a little bit more on the blog, but um, I, I did want to just mention there was interesting. I'd heard there's a Zulu greeting, and I'm not going to try to actually speak it. But instead of saying, hi, how are you, the, the way that it, the exchange goes first is in their language, and the language is, I see you. And then, then the yes. next one is, like, I see you, or I am here, and I also see you. Does that, yeah. so that is, you've, you've heard of that, you're familiar with it? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Um, and it's, it's recognizing you. Uh, it's not necessarily natural for everyone in the world to make eye contact culturally. We learn different ways to be respectful. And so that eye contact uh, is, a uh, oh, it's a point of where we are equal. Uh, we're showing respect as equals. So to say, I see you, is to acknowledge your presence and show that you're also respectful of the other person. And then to say, I am here. It's, it's kind of like, I am here for you. I'm here for us. And I see you too. So that is a, um, that's a really, and I'm glad you brought up, you know, the, the, the topic about, you know, eye contact being culturally specific. So you want to know where you're moving and, and who you're in contact with that way that actually translates from its original language in West Africa to uh, are you well, not are you listening to begin the stories, but are you well or how do you feel? Because you have to feel good to listen and communicate with others. And the response is, um, I feel good or I am well. So it's not just, hi, how are you? Um, it's, it's also that extension of um, we're here together and how are you doing? And they let me know that they feel well. There's a smile that goes along with it, a silly smile that's traditional. And they're ready to begin. We're one community, but that comes from building that communication. And if I hear you know correctly, the core of that is really, is it sounds like it has a lot to do with honor. Would you say yes. honor maybe? Yes, respect. Uh, in my generation, um, older people were supposed to be respected just because they were older people. Um, that didn't necessarily make them um, the wisest or the best person to be around. And our children have learned and grown into, if you want my respect, show me that you deserve it. And part of that is acknowledging them. Uh, everyone deserves uh, empathetic respect. And so to be, to be seen and to be heard is extremely important. It's probably one of the biggest, you know, factors of healing. You know, we can do that now. You know, it can be really hard to get in to see counselors and therapists. You know, there's a, there's, you know, it can be a waiting game, you know, a waiting list right now. But the, just to be able to, I was on a call recently and I listened to the exchange between these two people, the honor and the listening was 
just so beautiful. And you could take that with you. And it was like this atmosphere, this climate, you're like, I don't want to get out of this. It is. And I think that it would help people not to wear false masks, you know, leave behind the ones that we pretend to be. And, you know, maybe to drop the ones that we do, you know, in a healthy situation, you know, when we can drop them or to communicate, like you said, with, um, with smiling eyes and eye contact, you know, when it's culturally appropriate. Yes. Yes. That's why that Botox in the forehead really bothers me. <laughs> you know, how can you tell if somebody is really happy when half the face is numb? You know, <laughs> I was worried about that long before the masks that people are wearing now. Oh, it's funny. So it's safe to say I've never, I've never done it. Or so now there's even all the more not to do that because then it communicates. It's just frozen. You're right. 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 How can you tell? You know, it's kind of like somebody saying, I'm just thrilled to be here. And you can tell that it's a lie. How do you how do you show the truth? How do you share the truth when part of your face is is numbed by something? You know, if if you're someone who has migraines, that's different than if you decide, oh, I can't wrinkle. You're going to wrinkle. It's just a part of life. You know, be happy that you that you're old enough to wrinkle, you know, and let people see the joy of it. I'm taking that perspective, you know, with me right now when I get up. And the, and the other thing I have to mention is just funny. The a lot of people, their first thing they do is, you know, they head into the bathroom and they see themselves in the mirror. That's not your default. What is your default? <laughs> Before I look in the mirror, I say, uh, good morning, beautiful, or hello, beautiful. And, yeah. and that's both for me and for the world. And then I look in the mirror, which usually makes me laugh at what's, what's there. <laughs> I'm trying it. I'm trying it. It'll be a beautiful thing. So anything else you want people to know about, um, you know, about this thoughts, any parting comments or wisdom from your, from your heart or your mind? Um, to share your truth, to be honest, if you're feeling sad, there's nothing wrong with letting someone see that you're feeling sad. And they hopefully will empathize with that. But if they don't, that's not your problem to, wear, uh, if you're going to wear a mask, wear the mask of joy, share a laugh. And after a while, you will feel the joy yourself too. But most of all, be true to yourself. Wonderful thoughts. And yeah, it is. And that's why it's like, there is that, you know, that joy is a choice It can be hard, but you know, choice is an empowering thing, you know, and it is our choice to choose that for, yes. and, you know, for the other people that we, um, that we encounter. And it helps us to and energize us to be, you know, better listeners and a little bit more empathetic with whoever crosses our path, right? Right. Yes. So I just, you know, I want to thank, you know, give our thanks to Lynn right now. And also just to remind you that you can read more, you know, about this topic, about the masks we wear on the TLA website um, under the blog portion. Also want to remind people that Lynn does discuss two other topics, both on the blog and right here for the TLA podcast. One is the different kind of mask. And that title of that um, podcast episode is Masks, Capes, and the Strength to Smile, Ways to Wear Our Own Skin and the Cape of Ourselves in This Time, Being Our Own Superheroes, and then Encouraging Superheroes um, in other people. And the other topic is the uninvited guest, and that is how to welcome the unexpected. So our thanks again to Lynn today and her message. 
and also, of course, for the wider message of TLA at this time, that we are a network devoted to creating new and meaningful ways of being together, even while we're apart.